Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is July 18th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Lead off segment for this episode is going to be George Kettle, tight end for the San Francisco 49ers versus Isaiah Simmons, uh, safety slash linebacker slash corner slash defensive end. <laughs> I mean, he's probably going to play a multitude of positions for the Arizona Cardinals. I think that very early on, this is going to be a premier matchup. And, um, I, I, you know, my fan, my fandom for the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers and George Kettle is, of course, going to lean towards George Kettle. But, you know, seeing Isaiah Simmons for three years play against Florida State. um, One has to say that I think. Isaiah Simmons is going to be very formidable in this uh, matchup because George Kettle is not going to be able to outrun him. And I think the only edge that George Kettle is going to be able to have is experience uh, early on in this matchup as it develops over the next five to ten years, however long, uh, because Isaiah Simmons like 21, 22, and I think George Kettle's probably like 25, 26 or something like that. So this is going to be like a premier matchup for a long time, man. And, you know, Isaiah Simmons has cornerback speed, linebacker size, um, you know, intangibles like a safety. I mean, he can rush off the end. He, I mean – He's going to be a jack of all trades. And I, I predict one day he's going to be he's going to reset the market for uh, contracts in the NFL. I, I just really feel that strong about this guy. I, and I don't I don't have anything against Clemson. I don't hate Clemson. Um, not like the Gators or the Sooners or the Buckeyes. I don't have any issues with the Clemson Tigers. Um, and even with those other teams, I've given them respect when they've had tremendous, tremendously talented players that, you know, your your fandom, you, you can't deny the talent. So Isaiah Simmons is one of the best linebackers to come out, best athletes to come out, defensive athletes in a long time. So I, I just can't wait to see this matchup. I think. George Kettle relies a lot on being physical with defenders and that might work early on with Isaiah Simmons. But once he gets uh, in an NFL weight room and and just makes this his uh, craft 24-7, I think you're just going to see this guy just, I mean, just go to a whole nother level. I mean, just beyond his Clemson days. And he had a tremendous career at Clemson. Um so I, I, I don't I, I, I can't give the edge to anybody in this matchup yet because 
Isaiah Simmons is a rare talent. And George Kettle, he's never played anybody like this. He's never played against anybody like this. So, I, you know, we're going to have to see what happens with that. All right, so let me know what you think about that segment. Um, sticking with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, the next segment is entitled San Francisco 49ers. They are the hunted now. Well, yeah, in the NFC at least. Um, they're not sneaking up on anybody this year. Uh, every game is going to be a Super Bowl. Everybody's going to go at Jimmy Garoppolo's weaknesses. Okay. Um, we added Trent Williams from the uh, uh, Washington. I'm not going to say their mascot name, Washington. We added Trent Williams. Um, um, defensively, we lost DeForest Buckner. Um, I should have had this information pulled up already, but let's uh, excuse my unpreparedness for my own podcast. Um, so I'm looking up that information right this second. Um, still looking, still looking, still looking. Okay. Where are the 49ers? Uh, that's crazy, bro. Come on. Still looking here, man. Okay, here we go. Finally. Depth chart. San Francisco 49ers. Um... We got a wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk, if I'm saying his last name right. I guess he's going to be the replacement for Emmanuel Sanders. Um, you got Javon Kinlaw replacing DeForest Buckner. Um, I think one of our main weak points was cornerback, particularly, particularly Richard Sherman. He can't play man-to-man -man coverage at all. Um, so, um, I would just like to see, uh, an improvement there. Um, I've never been a big Richard Sherman, the football player fan off the field. I think he's a great guy. Um, but yeah, we, you know, is in, um, and what do you do with Jarek McKinnon at running back? He was supposed to be the guy um, when he signed a couple years ago. And he's been hurt for the last two years. So, you know, you got a good running back rotation. Um, you lost one guy. I forget his name. I don't know what team he went to. Um, I hate when I can't remember free agents. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so I, I just, um, uh, I just see this team probably going 10 and 6, 11 and 5 wildcard team and maybe just maybe sneaking in the back door to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go on a run. 
like they did uh, last year. But Kyle Shanahan has to quit choking up in big games. Running the football is what got you to the Super Bowl. And, you know, you you, you didn't run the football. In Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs defense was not that great. You say, you say anything you want. It's just facts. So it was, it was points there to be had, and the correct calls just were not made. Let's let's just let's just put everything on the table, man. All right. Um, but the 49ers are gonna be the hunted, and we'll see what happens. Um, if the season is played, because you know, virtually every state in this country is. You know, a hot spot for COVID-19. So we'll see what happens. Um, All right, getting into the Florida State stuff. First Florida State segment. And I've done a segment on this before, but I just wanted to go back and take another look at it because we might be playing all ACC football games this year. Uh, Can Florida State make the Clemson game competitive? Uh, I don't know. This seemed like it's going to be a better coach football team. Just just from how Mike Norvell conducts practices and just how he goes about his business from what I've seen on YouTube. It just seems like he's going to it's just is going to be a better football team from 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 the coaching perspective. Um but you're you're dealing with young men that have have um, listened to two different, well, actually three different messages now. And it's just, at some point, you're just going to start questioning, you know, everything. Um, so, it just, I don't, it just depends on what team shows up, man. They've got the talent to compete. There's no question about that. All right. The the question is the mental. That's the question. Um, if Mike Norvell can motivate these guys to play hard for 60 minutes every game and just let the chips fall where they may, I think you're going to have a very good football team. Um, motivation is the key for this team because most of the Players on this team have been through Jimbo Fisher, Willie Taggart, and now Mike Norvell. So, fortitude is the issue here. But from a talent perspective, no doubt they can make it competitive. But football usually comes down to the mental. Who is better prepared? That's that's what football, football is more mental than physical. It really is. Is making the right decisions at the right time that's that's what football is because everybody's physical right and don't get me wrong physicality and talent plays a humongous part but i think mental is, is very much a part of it also so um i i, I picked clemson to win the game i think it's gonna be a little bit closer this year I can see Florida State putting up maybe 17 points and Clemson maybe 42 42 17 
but the game is going to be closer than that. But I, I, I'm not going to pick Florida State to win until I see several games, before, you know, before I do that. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. All right. Next segment. I bagged on this guy really the whole podcast. And, and, and why stop now? <laughs> uh, how did Alex Hornibrook get on his team in 2019? And I, I, it, I have to look at this and just say that Willie Taggart was intentionally sandbagging his team. There's no, there's no way that Alex Hornibrook to me should have ever saw the field. Okay, between the ears, and I'm not saying he's smarter than. James Blackman, but from a football perspective, he is smarter than James Blackman in terms of getting the football and going to the right place with it in a timely fashion. James Blackman holds on to the ball too long. That's the only thing that he has over James Blackman. James Blackman is faster. He has a stronger arm. Um, and you know, overall, James Blackman was the better quarterback. So I just would have stayed with James Blackman the whole season. Okay. You're asking a quarterback to run a no huddle spread system, and that's not what he's, you know, that's not his forte. You know, you have to be able to run as a quarterback to make that system effective. Right. You have to have the ability. You have to be a running threat from the quarterback position to make that system run. And everybody knew when he when he did the fake, the read part of the read option, he was going to give it to the running back. And that's why that system would never work with the type of quarterback that you had. Now, with Jordan Travis, it would work because he could run, but his he can't throw worth a lick. Okay, but Alex Hornibrook should have never been on his team, period. That's just my opinion. I mean, he looked good in the uh, the Orange Bowl against Miami because Wisconsin has historically has great offensive lines every year. So that's why he looked good in that orange bowl. But even then, he was throwing floaters. Arm strength is not his best quality. And he, nor is he, he, I mean, he has concrete for legs. His legs are made of, are made of concrete. He can't run to save his life. So... Um, this is probably going to be my last time bagging on Alex Hornibrook, the football player. I don't know the person. So let me know what you think about that segment. Last segment for this episode. How is how is the Florida State program going to make money this year? That's really the question. Because, I mean, you can, you can talk about national championships and all that stuff. But the end, at the end of the day, football is a business. Okay, and I just don't know if they're going to, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you let 20,000 fans in to the stadium 
and and space them out accordingly. Um, I just don't know how that's going to work. Excuse me. Um, You know, this is going to be an issue for a lot of big time programs. You know, I would I would imagine that, hey, 80,000 people in a stadium, you're probably you're probably generating almost a couple hundred thousand dollars in income per game. And then you you go with the the uh, the food, the beverages, the parking. I mean, you're talking about another couple of hundred thousand. So you're you're probably you're getting up close to a million dollars a game, man. At least a half a million for sure. Okay, and that's lost revenue. You multiply that times what six games? I mean, you're talking easily three, four million dollars loss I mean that's big for a, a football program any football program so I don't I mean is ESPN I mean ESPN is going to be real busy they're going to have to televise a lot of games I mean it won't hurt them they'll still make their money off commercials but I mean you're going to have more people watching games now. Um, so I don't know. I mean, 2020 has been like the unknown, bro, <laughs> for everything. So, you know, my motto for this podcast, we got to see what happens, man. Um, that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please be aware of your surroundings. Please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on vitamins. Um, and as always, go nose. <laughs>